0: I want to know what it is? As I look over at these tables, I see Buku laptops. I see all kinds of laptops. When I was a student, nobody had laptops. It was like they had the computer lab and everybody's fighting. Up, I got to check my emails and stuff like that. Now you can just go in and do your own thing. That's awesome, man. Man, well, I just commend you guys on what you're doing. Man, good to see my sis and, and, and all you guys here, man, doing what you're doing. I'm going to be very, very practical with you guys today. Um, Pastor Joe, when he got with me, said, man, I just want you to share your heart, share some, uh, some leadership stuff, share some, some of your experiences for ministry, <clears throat> some things that, that you think the students can benefit from. And so I'm just going to speak from the heart. I'm going to be transparent with you guys. And I, I pray that it blesses you. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and pray first. Father God, I thank you so much. You're such an awesome God. You're a great savior, Lord. You redeemed us, Lord. You set us free. You've made us whole, Lord. You're continually working on us. We pray right now that you would minister to us, Father. Even as I speak, minister to me, Lord God. Minister to your students, Lord God, Theophilus. Lord, reach out to your people, Lord, and give them a message of hope. Give them something, a nugget that they can hang on to, something that they can cling to that would advance their ministries, Father, that would advance the kingdom. Lord, we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, and everybody say amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I like to start with just uh just saying, Man, you know what? When you're doing stuff like what you guys are doing, when you're staying in God's will, when you're in the center of God's will, you're listening to God, you're hearing from the Holy Spirit, and you're moving in that direction that He's sending you, a lot of times your family is going to discourage you. It's just that's just the way it goes. When you look at the passage about David when he whipped on Goliath and gave him that pimp slap, you know what I mean? When he did that, the fact of the matter is is that his father did not have any confidence in him, and when he approached his brothers, they tried to, like, man, what are you even doing here? You trying to get some shine? They came at him sideways. They didn't have any type of faith in him, and I remember when I started thinking about being in a ministry. I gave my life to the Lord. Everybody in my family was excited. They're like, wow, you know, he stopped using drugs. He stopped doing crimes. You know, man, he is, man, he is just doing great. And the next thing was like, Corey, why don't you go back to, to Xavier and finish out your engineering degree? Why don't, maybe you can do business. Uh, maybe you can do this. Why don't you do that? I'm like, man, God's called me to the ministry. Well, what does that mean? How are you going to make money? You know, they start thinking all these things like, man, where's this school at? That's the building? You sure you want to do this? You know, it was like, man, just discouragement after discouragement. It was only my mom because, believe it or not, my mom was a student at SUM before I even met my man Elliot. That was like something else that was really crazy. About the story, I don't know. I don't know if you met a, uh, Minister Sarah Lilly Hicks. I don't know if she was there when you were there, but she was. Uh, when I came home that night, I told her I was like, "Man, I met this this team out there from the School of Urban Mission." She was like, "Son, that's the Bible College that I was going to." You don't remember? And I was like, "No, I don't, you know, I don't have any knowledge of that." But so, but so she was in my corner. She knew off top that this was a God thing. But I want to encourage you guys because the Bible says a prophet is not honored in his own family or in his town, you know, and a lot of times your family is not going to be in your corner when it comes to school, especially when you start talking about, man, you're struggling, you you believe in God to to come through on finances. They'll tell you, are you sure this is what you're supposed to be doing? Maybe you need to be doing something else. It's funny because I'm reminded about a time, when i played a song for my wife i'm like baby you gotta hear this beat you gotta hear this track it's dope and so she's like all right all right let me check it out and she was kind of i don't know what kind of mood she was in from the beginning because she wasn't all that excited about hearing my track from the beginning so i'm like all right she'll she'll get a hold of it you know she'll catch the vision so i'm playing it like, it's fire you know what i'm like "Uh." all right so then so i come in with the hook i'm like oh what you think and she was like hmm, it's all right. And I'm like, it's all right. I played it for my other man, and he was like, that's a hit. I played it for somebody else. That's a hit. I played it for my wife, like somebody that I value, like what she says. Like it it really meant a lot. And she was like, it's all right. Man, that hurt, fam. It hurt. It hurt. But the fact of the matter is, you know what? A lot of people are not going to catch your vision. A lot of people are not going to see what you see. God showed you. You know, and as you start telling people, man, I'm going to Metro Praise. I actually, man, I'm plugged into the ministry. I feel like God's calling me to this and, man, this, and they're not going to see it. They're going to see some other stuff and try to to put other armor on you, and you got to just walk away from them. Something else I want you guys to catch, and I'm going to be going in different directions, but I promise you, it's going to be very homiletical, okay? It's going to be SUM style. Um, something else, people are going to offer you positions and opportunities that are not from God. When when I first graduated from SUM, I was uh, a current youth pastor. You know, I was a youth pastor while I was in school, like my man, like Adolfo. And, uh, man, you're doing a great job, bro. And so while I was a youth pastor, man, I was passionate about it, and I was was willing to stay there, but it was obvious that God was transitioning me, and so when I got to that point, I began to pursue different things, and people began to pursue me, and one of the things that opened up was an opportunity to go to Memphis and become the youth pastor, and when I told them, I was like, man, you know what? Uh. Man, I'm really, you know, I'm really feeling like I'm called a youth ministry. This is what I've been doing. Uh, He's like, man, tell me about your practicums, and I told him all of that. And by the time I got through telling him what I had done while I was at SUM, he told me, you got the job. And I was like, wow, man, this is crazy. I was like, man, I got the job just like that and uh i had actually put out a fleece to god that's why you know this that's you know you can do your thing but me i'm not big on fleece some people like i'm putting out a fleece i don't i'm not big on fleece because i was like man i'm putting out a fleece Lord, if i get this job this is this has got to be you and basically to me in my opinion when you put out those fleece you're basically commanding god and putting god in a box and saying you got to do it this way god and sometimes god isn't planning to do it that way but so anyway i said god if this is you let me get this job. And so when I told him, you know what I did, he gave me the job and I was like, all right, let me pray about it. And as I begin to pray about it, I begin to see different, uh, cracks in his, in his character. He would say, yeah, Pastor Corey, uh, I'm going to bring you up and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you for the first six months. The first six months, uh, we're going to take care of your housing. And the next thing you know, it was three months. And the next thing you know it was one month. And he was saying, Yeah, man, we're gonna be able to do this amount for your salary. And then next thing you know, it was like, we're gonna be able to do a stipend of this, and then next thing you know, it was like, Man, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna have to get a job when you come out. Pastor Corey, uh, I'm gonna call you tomorrow and it'd be a week later. Pastor Corey, I'm gonna send you this, and I wouldn't get it. And so all of this stuff, I'm like, man, this is not the Lord. It, can't, it cannot be, and, it, and, and when, when at the end of the day, it wasn't. But I've had so many different people offer me positions, like every church in New Orleans, seriously. Every single church in New Orleans, big churches. Man, Corey, man, we love you. I I just go preach for them. Man, we love to have you over here. And let me tell you guys something. You are going to get this because you're anointed, because you're gifted. As you go out and you, you, you meet different pastors, and you're passionate, you're just exchanging conversation with them. You're telling them your heart. You're sharing your vision. You're telling them about what you're doing at Metro Praise, what your pastor's doing. You're telling them all of this stuff, and they're intrigued, and their mind is working, and they're thinking, man, what could I do with a young person like this? I could really use them in my college ministry. I could really use them in my youth ministry. But is it God? Because when you look at Elijah and Elisha, when you look at that particular relationship, Elisha got a double portion of Elijah's anointing. That mantle that Elijah had got placed on Elisha's life doubly, two times. Why? Because Elisha served under Elijah. He was right where he was supposed to be. He was under the man of God that he was supposed to be under. And as you, you guys have obviously been called to Pastor Joe. And and he didn't ask me to say this. This is all from my heart. And as God has called you to serve under his leadership and under the anointing that, that, that God has given him, guess what? You guys are going to get blessed with that leadership, with that anointing. With, with, with all of the, with those gift things, and then you're going to have your own. But I'm telling you, man, don't be quick to leave and go and just take a position or take an opportunity just because somebody has offered it to you. Just because it glitters, it's not what? That's right. And then you have to ask yourself. You have to really be honest with yourself and ask yourself, what has God anointed and gifted you to do. Because what happens a lot of times in a body is, is you start looking at, at different things, different, different uh, ministries, and you're like, man, this ministry is really cool. Uh, man, I would love to do that. Man, it would be great. I'd be in the front. Man, I'd be doing this. I'd be doing that. But has God really gifted you to do that? Has he called you to do that? You know, as a great uh, man of God, John Maxwell, he said, we should be doing 80% of our strengths things that, that we're really good at. We should be focusing on that 80% of our time and then 10% of our time doing what we're not as good at and then 10% of our time trying some new things. And I like that. Man, God has called us to do specific things. And as you will, we get a chance to experience all types of ministry. So you get a chance to get exposed to everything. You get a chance to see what you're good at, what your passions are. So I just want to challenge you guys. Don't get caught up into looking at what somebody else is doing uh, or maybe even you know what out of this ministry pastor joe is going to send out church planters that's just that's the that's the vision you can see it in the making you can see a down the long, down the road planning a church you can see the di- different ones of you stepping out and planting churches you can see the worship pastors you can see the youth pastors but well, let me tell you something don't get caught up because Pastor Joe says it's for to plant a church and say, man, when is my turn to go plant a church? No, maybe that's not your calling. Amen? Praise God. On to the next one. You got to let God do it. You got to let God do it. When we look at what David did when he pimp slapped Goliath, it wasn't really him. A lot of times, David gets the glory. You know, it's like, man, look at this teenager stepping out. Man, he whipped Goliath, just sling the, shot the rock. Bam, David was a beast. But really, who was it? It was God. And let me tell you guys something. It can be very dangerous when you're operating in ministry because we're all gifted. We're all very talented. And me personally... Just to be honest with you, I'm a gifted communicator. You know, I'm I'm gifted in different areas. And because I'm gifted in that area, there are times when you can go in your own strength. I remember when we were in Hamiletti's class and and Professor Logan, he said, we're going to take the time. I'm just going to give you a topic and I want you to come up here and I want you to I want you to speak for three minutes and I want you to do an intro and three points. And I remember I, I got up, and, I, and I, I did my intro, I did my three points, and I sat down, and they were like, man, you wrote that, man. That's something you already had. And I was like, nah, nah, that, you know, I just flowed. And it was like it was obvious at that point that God had gifted me in that area. Let me tell you guys something. There's been times in my ministry when I've gone to the high schools, and I've gone in my own strength. I said, you know what, I'm a gifted communicator, man. I'm just going to get up there. And I'm just gonna freestyle, and it's gonna happen. And you know what happens? It happens. But it's not anointed. It's not anointed. We look at Saul. When Saul, when he went out, and he didn't trust, and waited with Daniel, and, and they went through the uh, um, Samuel, I'm sorry, and, and, and went through the process, God's way. What happened? He lost the anointing, and he was ineffective. It's the anointing that destroys the yokes. And, man, I'm telling you, the times when when I, I've gone and I didn't even have an opportunity to prepare that much, but I got on my face and I said, Jesus, please, please help me, Lord. Speak to these young people. Lord, have your way. Lord, I'm so desperate for you. Speak through me. Lord, I can't do it without you. And i have gone out there, man, I look so good. People are like, man, you are awesome. I'm like, man, I didn't even know what I was saying, baby. That was Jesus. Oh, him. And it just shows, man, we got to let him do it. When we're going out to Ohio Park to do outreaches, when we're trying to do whatever, whatever area of ministry that you're working in, let him do it. Don't get caught up in your in what you can do and your abilities because when you when you weigh that with God, it's deadly squat. It's all about his anointing. When David, when David, in the battle, he, you know, he whipped him with stones. I got three stones for you guys. And it's actually an acronym. It's a cool acronym, RAP, R-A-P. I like the rap, baby. And as y'all can see, Pastor Joe can rap. Give it up for Pastor Joe, y'all. Y'all didn't know he could get down like that. Get low, get low, get low, get low. (laughs) Yeah. Praise God. Rap. The R. The R is relationship with Jesus Christ. Relationship with Jesus Christ. You got to keep it first. Right now, you guys are in a place where you guys are mad busy. You know, you got... You got a lot of schoolwork. SUM is crazy. Like, I've been there, man. Like, we, I was joking with somebody. I think it was Lauren. And I was saying, like, man, I remember being in class and, like, complaining, like, at times, like, me and some of some of the other students. Like, professor, you know, like, man, we love y'all, but do y'all actually communicate with each other about when y'all are assigning papers to us? I mean, we got a five-page, a three-page, and a ten-page due all on the same day. Come on, now. Come on now. Come on now. And then saying, they're like, Corey, we're trying to be a blessing to you. We want to prepare you for the ministry. This is, you know, this is how ministry is. So just get used to it." And we're like, "Man, you tripping, man. This can't be ministry. I didn't see y'all preach and go out to eat, man. Uh, you know. I'm messing." <laughs> <laughs> Man, for real. But it's crazy. You know, S-U-M is tough. It's tough. But in reality, it does prepare you for ministry because it is tough. But, man, you got all of this stuff going. You got all of these papers. You got all of this practical ministry. You got a job. You got all of this stuff. But on top of that, you have your relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's number one. That's the priority. And I want to challenge you guys, right now is the time to master that. I mean, just grab a hold of that thing, like grab it by the horns and ride that thing and like, yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's going to be a battle for the rest of your life. It's going to be a battle for the rest of your ministry. I talk to my friends all the time. Like, man, God has really, really, like Pastor Joe said, given me a lot of favor. A lot of the other people like that have been doing what I what I what I what I do, they don't get a chance to do a lot of stuff that I do. Like the guys when I first started doing Christian hip hop in New Orleans, like they they haven't done half of the stuff that God has opened the door for me to do. And so in the midst of being busy doing ministry for Jesus, there have been times when I got caught up in doing the ministry for Jesus Doing all this ministry for Jesus, doing all this ministry for Jesus. And when people looked at Corey Hicks, they said, This is a great minister. This is an awesome man of God. This is a great leader. But what they didn't realize is at that particular point in my life, I wasn't a very good Christian. I wasn't a very good follower of Jesus Christ. He wasn't first in my life. I had lost the balancing act. And I had put all this other stuff, the ministry, and even at times my family, above my relationship with Jesus Christ. And a lot of ministers or pastors or whoever is not going to tell you that because they want to look good. I don't care. I don't care what you guys think. I want you guys to be successful in ministry. I want you guys to make it. So I'm going to be transparent. And when, I, and when those times came in my life, man, I felt so bad. But I did just like David. I went right back, like Psalms 51. I repented and I got things right. I did, I had, I did business with God and got things right. I put things in a proper perspective and I put Him number one in my life. And it's not just me. I talk to people all the time, best friends, great men of God, people that that you would look up to, and it's like, man, man, I'm just, I'm fighting, I'm fighting to keep God first, man. I'm fighting to keep God first. I want to challenge you right now. Don't let it slip away. A, the first the R first is relationship with Jesus Christ. The second letter A is accountability. Accountability. This is a, a word that's used so often in Christianity, especially with leaders like ourselves who do you have in your life for accountability? You got to have accountability. Accountability, like you got so many people accountable, you're accountable to, you're talking, and all of this stuff, and that's what you need. But let me tell you guys something. Accountability is deadly squat, it's zilch, it's nothing, unless you're really being Transparent. I sat in, in a in a leadership with Pastor Joe and the other elders, and they had an accountability meeting, and they were sharing different things with each other. And it was genuine, it was real, and I was like, wow, isn't this awesome that pastors and elders are being this transparent? That's how I am with, with my brothers. We're transparent. Hey man, you know what? I'm struggling with this. Hey man. Right now, God's not for, man, and it's, it's so real so that that person can effectively give you a word that you need. They can, they can even chastise you or uh, give you a, a word of correction. Like, man, come on, man. You, you know what you got to do because it's that real. I look at other people like Ambassador from, from the cross movement. I know Deuce, and, uh, and he's a great man of God. He's established a lot of things in the kingdom and has impacted a lot of lives. But as probably many of you, maybe even all of you know, that not too long ago, he fell into a sexual sin and committed like a form of adultery with his wife. This man of God who went to Bible college, just as you are in right now, did all kinds of great ministry, went on and got another master's degree, known around the world, failed in his ministry because of sexual sin, immorality. You say, man, he didn't have accountability in his life. Yes, he did. See, that's what I'm telling you. He had people that he was talking to. He had somebody, yeah, man, what's up? This is my man, so this is my pastor. Mink. We hold each other accountable. That's what you got to do, man. Keep it up. Keep. But was he really being transparent about the thoughts that was going in his mind about having sex with this young lady? his secretary. No, he wasn't. I want to challenge you guys. Make accountability a real thing in your life. Why? Because without it, you will fail. I was shocked. I was so shocked. I think it was last year when I went to, I went to Oakland's campus and I ministered out there. I spent several days out there, man. I enjoyed myself, a lot of good ministry. And as I got back, I was, I was keeping in contact. And you, you guys, feel free to keep in talk, contact with me on Facebook and all that stuff. I'll give you my number. But I was keeping in contact with, with some of the students, and one of them called me and said, man, man, I need you, man, to pray for the campus. Seriously. And I was like, man, what's going on? You know, what's up? And he said, man, just some different stuff they just they just got somebody somebody got caught up in some sexual sin and i'm like what are you serious and they started telling me some other thing and i'm like no are you serious because this kind of stuff was not really happening like talking about when i was there but just like when sin when like the sin in the world has evolved guess what the sin in the body has evolved too that lust is just a strong on, on, on our lives as it, as it is in the, in the world. The enemy, he's not like, yeah, I'm going I'm a take it a little bit more easy on them because they're in Bible college. No, it's real. So, I challenge you guys. A, accountability. Keep it real. Our relationship with Jesus. A, accountability. P, prayer. I love, I love that passage. I said, come on, let's pray in tongues. Let's build up our inner man. That's what Paul said. Paul said, man, I pray in tongues more than all of y'all. He knew it was real. I could see him like doing this. I'm like, yeah, go, Paul. Do your thing, baby. Going in for Jesus. And that's what you have to do. You have to have an awesome prayer life. For real. Because guess what? You're going to need that power. You're going to need that power to overcome all the different obstacles, all the different things, and especially praying in tongues, you're praying, obviously you're praying for things you don't even know you're praying for, amen? Next, uh, I want to talk about leadership a little bit. David, when you look at, at his life, David served under an imperfect leader. And let me just tell you guys something. I've realized something because all of my life I've I've focused on my leaders and I pinpointed different areas in their life where they were in error and what they, it whether not they weren't better than this person or this other leader. And I have not found a perfect leader. And but I thought I was gonna be a perfect leader. And now that I am a leader, I know there is no perfect leader. Because I've had guys that I lead say, Man, look what's up with you know. I, you know I thought this da, 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 da whatever and I'm like, man, you know what you're right I need to work on that. Hey, same thing on, I did with someone there is no perfect leader and David when he served he served under an imperfect leader with Saul but the whole time the whole time that David was going through this this serving under Saul, guess what he was learning the whole time. God was teaching him stuff the whole time he was under this this leader. That wasn't perfect. That wasn't perfect. This past, I guess, let me see, probably the past six years, I've encountered different leaders in my life, where there've been different struggles, for pers- maybe personality reasons, maybe uh, methodology of, of ministry. Different things like that. Maybe I was like, man, you know what? I would do it differently. But you know what? I stuck it out. Different times in my life I said, you know what? Man, I need to get out of here. Man, he's just too hard. Man, he's just trying to push me too hard. He's just going a little bit too far. But I stuck it out. And because of that, you know what? The leaders that God placed in my life imparted so much and invested so much, I begin to realize that these guys were not my enemies, but that they were God-ordained. The Bible says that all authority comes from God. And so, God placed these leaders in my life to transform my life. See, we don't just follow Jesus. What does the Bible say? Follow me as I follow Christ. God's also called us to follow other people. And they're not going to be perfect. You're not going to agree on everything, but I challenge you guys man, follow your leaders. Follow them. If you don't agree with them, do it anyway. Don't argue with them. Don't try to be the one that's right. Just submit to the authority that God is placing in your life and I guarantee you, you'll be successful because you're going to reap a benefit after, after years have passed and you're a leader at a higher level and you have more people under you. Guess what? You're going to reap that same That that same obedience, that same submission, people are gonna respect you and appreciate the authority that God has given you. Honor your leaders, make them feel appreciated. I had a pastor just come and and he spoke this at our church, and I was like, Wow, that's awesome. He he, before he preached, he said, Man, he just he named off the different pastors and he said, you guys need to honor them. You guys need to let them know how much you appreciate them. Because you can be obedient, you could be doing the right things, but guess what? Have you ever said, man, thank you so much for, for getting up every day and doing what you do. Thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me when I was struggling uh, with such and such. Man, you know what? I'm doing so much better in that area. Man, go the extra mile. Don't 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 just say yeah. I, I, you know I let them know thanks. No, go the extra mile to honor them and let them know that you appreciate them. And I guess I, I, I'm telling you, I, I guarantee, God's gonna bless you for it. Lastly, I, I want to drop this in your spirit. This is this is probably the most important point of them all. What does that clock say? 1220, okay, cool. This is going to be the most important point of of them all. Stay at the place where God has called you to. Let me hear y'all say, I'm staying. In a time of a famine, God called Elijah and told him to go to the brook. And because he went to that brook, the ravens were able to feed him. He was taken care of. He was sustained. When you're where you're supposed to be, you're going to prosper. I've seen this so many times in my life and I've seen the opposite. As I told you guys, everyone that was here last night, when I first got saved, I was at Jesus' miracle power. When I first gave my life to the Lord, I was at Jesus' miracle power and man, God was blessing. But I got tired of different corrections from the leaders, I got tired of my peers, people trying to check me, man, you, who are you? You know, I just, I had a bad attitude at times, and I ended up leaving that ministry prematurely. And because I left that ministry prematurely, I ended up getting back on drugs. I ended up going back to prison. I ended up ODing several times. Because I left the place that God had called me to. And if you talk to different people, there's a person that left the School of Urban Missions, thought they had their act together. They thought they were this great leader. And right now, they're a drug addict and they're involved in homosexuality. It's sad. When God calls you to be somewhere, when he calls you to be in a particular place, you need to stay put. When we, when we lost everything in a storm, we sat in Georgia, and we had opportunities to go to Texas, to California, back to New Orleans, over here. And we were just praying, and we're like, God, what do you have? And we just had a peace that he was saying, I want you to stay right here. And as we stayed, God met every single one of our needs. I mean we're living out here, we hardly have anything. I don't have hardly any money. I don't have a job. I'm like, man, God, but I had him. I had his promise, just stay where you at and I'll provide for you. And he provided every single thing that I needed and more. When I first when I first went out, man, I was like glad to get a, a Walmart shirt. You know what I mean? I was like, man, I was used, man, I was wearing all these nice suits and stuff. I was working for SUM, you know. I was suited up. You know, I had nice suits. God had blessed me. Man, I lost all of that. And then a brother said, man, I want to take you just to get some stuff that you need. And he was like, hey, man, you want, you like this shirt? It was like a dollar shirt at Walmart. And I was like, wow. Yeah, man. That'd be great. Thank you so much. It was like, I was so thankful and so grateful for that dollar shirt. You know, like all kinds of stuff like that, but you know what? God provided, 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 and eventually, guess what? The same suit maker that I used to, you know, get a lot of my suits from, I went over there, and I just, I met with the manager, and I was like, hey, man, how you doing? He was like, man, um, you, you, are you from New Orleans? And I was like, yeah. He was like, man, I, I, you know, I thought so. You guys, did you guys lose everything? I said, yeah, man, we lost everything. And he said, oh, man, he said, Shew. I just gave away a box of stuff um to another guy that, that came, but you know what? Man, we just we today today only we've got like eighty percent off of like our clearance stuff. So I can really I can really help you all and then I can give you this other extra thing. Man, I was walking out of there with thousand dollar suits with like fifty and like a hundred dollars and stuff like that and all of a sudden I was like wow God, wow. People were blessing me here. Man, look, I got these running shoes. I just got them. I haven't even worn them. What's your size? Ten and a half. That's what size these are. These are here. When you're where you're supposed to be, God will bless you. I want to challenge you guys. Stay right here because I saw so many people, man, that's my fear. Some of my friends. Man, y'all know how you guys are family, right? Man, if somebody left these people that passed us Joseph, man, that hurts. I watched some of my best friends, my family leave and, and walk into disaster while I watched others stay and finish the race strong and get everything that God had for them. There's only one graduate that graduated with me that's not walking in the will of God for his life. Everybody else, man, God is blessing. Because they were faithful, guess what? God's being faithful. And even when they're not faithful, God is what? Amen. Stand up. Let me pray for you guys.